Hello, 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 and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is uh, just abysmal at at this juncture oh because my God. we're we're getting into it. Um, it's still okay though. Uh, I'm Hillary. Hello. I'm Megan, and so so <laughs> not ready. Uh, no. no, um, approximately oh um three minutes before we hit record on this, uh, Megan sent me a Kiwi Farms uh, compilation on um. Triple T, as we're calling her. Yes. Uh, the uh, the multiple forum troll. Yes. Who is a baby. Literally. A baby. Literally just turned 20 years old. Just um, turned 20 years old. Was a, less than a month old when 9-11 happened, which is horrifying to think about because I was, I turned 10 that year. Yeah, yeah I was literally in sixth grade when, when that happened. So like to think yes. about a literal like m- less than month old baby being alive at the same time as me when I was 11, I'd be like, nah, that's probably not. That's the case. Uh. Yeah. Um, so this is a, uh, this is a second part of an episode covering um, Christine Weston Chandler and the, uh, not only her 15 year, the, the documentation of her entire existence, basically, but what she has currently been arrested for, which is the um, sexual violation of her mother, the sexual abuse of her octogenarian um, dementia, mo- dementia having mother. Um, so this is part two of that. Uh, if you have not listened to part one, go and listen to part one. It'll give you a lot of context because we're not going to go very much into the history of Chris Chan, uh, so just, uh, just speed up. I will also provide resources in the show notes so yes. that you can, if you want to, if you're so inclined, you have a few hours, yes. just indoctrinate yourself with knowledge of this truly awful person. If you are yeah. sick and you literally can't leave your home and you want to like try like a psychological experiment to see how much torture you can endure online before you break, this is a great example of doing this. Exactly. Um, I really would rather you guys enjoy our fun, witty banter and not look this up just because of how dense, how long, and how absolutely ridiculous it all is. Yeah, just uh, go listen to listen to the Holes episode of yeah, our podcast. Yeah, that's a great one, that's guys. A fun we one. love that. We yeah, can that do was, like four was... parts on Holes. Let's just change that. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh my god. <laughs> I, okay, I need to stop like stalling and actually like dive into oh. no, I really am like I'm okay. calling myself out right now <laughs> okay okay well let's let's get into it okay. we, we have to <laughs> so we are we are going to dive right into the root of a lot of this vitriol and that is transphobia that is transphobia and what permeates and what blankets the discussion of this topic and furthermore uh what I will continuously reference ContraPoints just because she is my girlfriend in my mind. Just joking. Listen to the parasocial episode. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I think she's. Uh, I think she has. Uh, she has succinctly talked about this issue, and she herself is a trans woman. And while I am a member of the trans community, I am non-binary. Um, I trans mask ish. I I'm pre everything, but you know, like. That's that's what my pandemic meltdown was about. What's yours about? Um, I also think it's I, important, though, to just like really quickly say, 
You are absolutely entitled to speak on this topic, Hill. You are absolutely entitled. Um, I I am entitled to speak on aspects of this. I will definitely agree with you there. However, I am not a trans woman, and I think that um, if you want to learn more about... um, if you want to learn more about the aesthetics of respectability, um, ContraPoints has a video called The Aesthetic, I believe, that if you look that up, she talks all about who deserves to be respected based on how well they perform gender and how well um, they can convince society that they are who they say they are. Um, We're going to talk about Triple T, who we have just mentioned before. And Triple T is for lack of a better, more euphemistic term, a TERF, a transphobic lesbian, the worst embodiment of every stereotype that the lesbians in my life, I know, work to avoid. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the motive, which we didn't, what we didn't mention last episode, is a lot of the motivation behind um, Triple T exposing Chris Chan's crimes was not due to a sense of justice. Megan mentioned before that, you know, any normal person would think, oh, crime, call the police, which I thought was a perfect way of phrasing it. (laughs) Oh, hey, maybe this is actually awful. Yeah. Maybe this is outside of my pay grade and definitely inside someone else's. (laughs) Yes, but Triple T was not in this frame of mind. Triple T is young. Triple T is something of an incel and triple t is the rare female example of an incel even yeah. though the term incel was invented by a female um and um very much like very anger and sexually motivated yes and she wanted to have a sexual relationship with a woman who was interested interested unironically might i add Not the usual, not the usual guys of people on the internet trolling Chris Chan. This person wanted to engage in a legitimate relationship with her. Yes, this important. This infuriated Triple T. Mm -hmm. Because Triple T saw Chris Chan and might, I say again, Chris Chan is not a good person, Mm -hmm. objectively. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... Instead of, um, instead of thinking, oh, um, this object of my affections should not be with Chris Chan because Chris Chan is objectively a bad person, Mm -hmm. Triple T thought, oh, I am angry that the object of my affections wants to be with Chris Chan because Chris Chan is not a real woman. Yes. I don't view Chris Chan as a real woman. Chris Chan is not a lesbian. Chris Mm -hmm. Chan is, uh... I, this is probably the train of thinking. This is not what I think. Yes. Christian is a man in a dress. Like, this is the type of thoughts that this young person is having. Yes, it and absolutely she is. Was, and she was solely motivated, like, pretty much solely motivated by this. And she has a history of being racist, homophobic, oddly enough, transphobic, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. But this is, mm. this is the, the cherry on top. It is, it is all motivated... By self-loathing and a, frankly, childish and myopic view of lesbianism, a myopic view of who is worthy, and just 
the inability to allow others to simply exist as they are. I think it's important as well to uh, mention that, like, this person literally did this of their own, like, free will and volition. Like, mm-hmm. nobody said, mm-hmm. nobody was like, listen. I know you're poor and I know you're about to lose like your apartment or whatever and like took advantage of like a fragile situation, right? Like that makes sense if like you see people doing something like this because they're being blackmailed or they're being like something that was being held about their head or some kind of payout or something along those lines. But instead, nope, this 20 year old just looked at the world and went, you know what would be great if my future were fucking ruined? Like. <laughs> oh, Triple T has absolutely ruined her life. Oh my She's God, 20. Guys. She is 20 years old and her life is over. She may as well have just gone to prison. Like that's literally how, how her life, her quality of life is literally going to be dependent on her parents now until she can get a legal name change. Like that's the kind of shit it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. There's literally nothing to like, it's, and this is the thing is that this is somebody who is like terminally online. This is this is the result of somebody yeah, whose we have mommy to... gave her an iPad when she was two and she just fucking developed online only. Nobody taught her how to act. And let me tell you why I know that because I was on the internet in the mid 2000s and how she talks and how she acts is exactly how people did back then and how they continue to in niche parts of the internet. And it's important to remember that somebody saying this shit at some point it goes from being an act to being their real thoughts their real opinions on situations and this girl was trying to be one of the people online that everybody like acted like and wanted to emulate and she ended up just becoming a really sick fucked up human guys and this is the and this is the point is that terminally online people They'll literally, like, they literally lose this sense of reality of how much the internet plays into your real life as well. Exactly. And I think this, uh, I think, I think the, the, um, the terminally online is such a great topic to bring up because it, like, segs, it links back to this nature versus nurture thing that we were talking about in the last episode. This is another example of it. Due to, um, due to Triple T's, entire family history now being available online publicly we know that she grew up wealthy and privileged but with this because of the nature of both her parents careers she was isolated a lot and that and a person and this is not me trying to paint triple t as a sympathetic figure because oh, no. she is not not at all guys. but This is just background info. Again, (laughs) finding the root of why a person would stoop so low as to do this. You know, ironically bringing some perverted form of justice to a situation, but not for an altruistic reason. But she, I feel like 4chan and image boards like that and like 8chan, whatever, take advantage of lonely, isolated people and indoctrinate them. Oh, one million percent. And I think for women, it is for the women who who want to exist, who want to exist in such an environment online, they do so, I think, purposefully because they believe this is like, I mean, maybe they are like this triple T. They're people who believe that 
this is inherently the cooler way to exist, the better way to function, the higher brain thinking, whatever. This yeah. is your big galaxy brain moment, bitch. Are you happy? Like, this is... God. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll be here for the rest of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, continue talking. I. You just made me think of a point. That oh, I, yeah, I thought, um, okay, yeah, no problem. Really, yeah. But the point is, is that this, this child is truly, uh, so she, her, her, her mean intentions of like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like the best troll ever or whatever has created this larger dialogue of respecting trans people and this trans people are not a monolith and I don't give a fuck if Tucker Carlson is showing Christian on his fucking channel. Tucker Carlson literally has not a single fucking brain cell in his skull. It is filled with literal pig shit in there. I checked. They did an x-ray. It's just fucking pig shit. Like, it's so it's weird. It's stinky. It's stinky. Oh my god. It literally, literally comes out his mouth sometimes or all the time. But, you know, his entire, his entire body is filled with pig feces. It's incredibly weird. Um, I don't know. I I didn't, the issue is that Chris's transness is, um, how do I phrase it? It's tertiary. It's tertiary. It is. It is. It's not even secondary. It is tertiary. But with, with regards to Chris and her relationship to her body and typical negative stereotypes associated with the trans community, Chris almost plays into them in a way that, uh, as mentioned in Natalie's video, you have to say, no, she doesn't speak for us. This is ridiculous. There's, she's not, you want to invalidate her existence because by her existing in the way she does in her body, it's a cringe reaction that you can't have this person ever representing you or your group. And like, yeah. I get and that feeling because Chris is somebody I watched, hmm, this is a rough thing to say, but in, in preparation for this video, I watched a 59-part documentary on Christian, which was preparation for this video only. Um, <laughs> it's not done yet. And um, it's not done yet. It's been put on hiatus due to all the uh, crime. But um, one of the aspects of this documentary was talking about how after Chris developed her breasts, she did a video in which she wore pasties and she gave herself a breast massage. And she says, and I believe the quote is something along the lines of, keep squeezing until your fingers hurt. And all I could think in my head was, who the fuck does that? That I just can't imagine like, like rubbing my breasts so hard that I literally want to rip them off my body. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, okay. Um, these, what you're saying right now kind of like brings up two points in my head because I think you're actually touching on something that's really, really interesting and something that we actually have not discussed outside of the podcast that I'm happy yes. we're bringing up here, which yes. is that this plays into, um, this plays into the policing of how trans people have sex because trans people, you know, there are trans people who don't medically transition in, there are, there's an amalgamation of all different types of medical transition. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody could take hormones, but somebody could not have you know, gender confirmation surgery because, yeah. you know, they don't feel dysphoric about their genitalia. Yeah. You know, this, that, and the other thing, you know. And um, um, Christian violating her mother um, is indicative of, like, oh, trans people expressing themselves in 
any particular way that is not seen as typical of somebody of their particular gender expression Mm -hmm. is automatically bad. It's automatically rape. It's automatically like, no, you can't do that. And that's not for cis people to determine. Chris Chan is playing into... I'm going to introduce a concept that Megan and I have been talking about called autogynophilia, which is a turf talking point, which is that trans women transition from their original birth gender assignment to womanhood in order to sexually satisfy themselves. This is a subject that is discussed. This is, of course, not rooted in any kind of reality for the most part. Mm -hmm. But Chris Chan making videos like this plays into this negative stereotype. Yes. Not great. It's a hard one. I think to shake for a lot of people because when they have these preconceived notions, you have to like, you know, now answer for your community and see, and they use, literally they can use the most straw man example, like something like that. It's not even, it's that video was literally something that was leaked because of course everything Chris has ever sent to anyone has ever been leaked. It was meant to be a private video that was meant to be seen by somebody who she was dating, who was a troll, who sent it to the internet and everybody saw it from there. And like, this is the thing is that I think that it's just like, if anybody were to send any sex video and have it posted everywhere on the internet, I'm certain we'd all have weird shit to say about it. We'd be like, oh, is that a little fast? Are you, are you hurting? Like, is your hand, or is your hand numb? What's going on? Like, you know what I mean? It's just. Like, <laughs> sex is weird. Yeah. Period. Sex is weird. What people, what turns people on, no matter what, even if it's the most vanilla thing, it's going to be weird to somebody else. Absolutely. You know? Even if it's loving sex in the missionary position, that is going to be weird to somebody. I'm certain of it. And that's the thing is that now because I happen to have seen a clip of Chris massaging her breasts to the point that her fingers hurt. And now I feel like I have to say out loud, don't do that, sweetie. Please don't. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. And yeah, uh, this, uh, the sexuality point and the manifestation of sexual attraction brings me to my second point, which is um, something you said about Triple T wanting to interact with men on the internet in this way, wanting to be one of the boys. Yes. Being, being, her being sapphic, her being a lesbian, you know, she probably didn't know how to and oh, this me saying this makes me sound like I'm painting her as a sympathetic figure, which I'm not. But at some point, I'm sure she was, wasn't a complete fucking monster. Yeah. So, um, she, like, the being indoctrinated in those forums forces you to, or forces the individual to have often violently misogynistic views about women. Yes. And 100%. Triple T, being a woman being attracted to women sexually, mm-hmm. but also having her young and impressionable mind warped by the opinions of vitriolic, violent men probably just completely melted any sense of tenderness she had toward, you know, her attraction toward other women. I I agree. And she views this as like a conquest. You know, and that's and that's and a transactional that, thing. Exactly, and that's the thing is that 
is that this, <clears throat> this personality only developed due to this intervention of the internet culture and 4chan culture at such an early formative age. And it is really like, so if to, as a comparison, a 16 year old and a five year old viewing the same subject, a 16 year old may go, "Ugh, that's disgusting and have the forethought to know that that's not something good to watch. But a five-year-old may go, why am I watching this and continue to watch it or something? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, um, <laughs> uh, I think, like, I remember, like, I was on a website when I was younger. And you remember, like, the old iteration of the internet where no matter what, there was, like, pornographic side advertisements on some oh, websites? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, even on, like, the, on, even on, like, kid-friendly websites. Yes. You know, because, yeah. like, oh, ad blockers... It was awful. Yeah. Ad blockers were not a thing yet. So I was like a young, impressionable person. I was like, what are these people doing to each other? If I were to see that now as a nearly 30 year old, I'd be like, oh, no, I, yeah. I did not Google this specifically. So no. And the thing is, is as, so I'm, I'm a parent, obviously. So now when it comes to my child growing up in the age of the internet, it's yeah. really important for me to make sure that her internet usage is one monitored two is like controlled and I mean that and like I'm a fucking parent what do you want me to do be like you know what just go have fun literally you have your own agency and I trust that you'll make the right decisions no you're a fucking child and you're gonna you're not gonna go on bad parts of the internet because I don't want to expose you to that shit and like I will have frank talks with my children when they get older and I will let them know that uh there will be certain boundaries that they are not to cross like I really 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 want to emphasize that being a woman on the internet is a very weird, being trans, being a woman, being someone of color, it is just very weird because there's this overwhelming feeling that the internet is this white man. You know what I mean? Yeah, being being anything but a white, cisgender, heterosexual male is really difficult on the internet. Basically, the internet is the founding father's equivalent, is what we all agree on. <laughs> yes. We all agree that the founding fathers and the internet have a lot in common in the sense that we just assume it's just a large conglomerate of a, of a type of white dude that nobody else can interact with. And... <laughs> And that these dudes have this control over the internet when that's probably not the case. The internet is gigantic and there are so many people, women, men, non-binary people, people of all different shapes, sizes, religions, and orientations are literally partaking in the internet every second of every day. And, and it's just that there are choices you make on the internet. There are choices in which you make as a person before you engage with the internet and before you have children that engage with the internet. And this child not having that internet gauged or watched or, or controlled at all led to this today, which is kind of insane and lets, goes off on a completely different tangent. But the point is, is that no, because no, this I... child didn't have her internet watched or contained, now we have to have this conversation about criminality and, and not creating, not invalidating identity just because of criminality. Again, yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, like, to tie this into, like, the theme of several episodes that we've had so far, which is this sort of, like, you mentioned it before. I mean, Bo Burnham said it in a special, you know, we put you, you mommy let you use her iPad. You were only two. Mm -hmm. Like, I, God, I was in, I, I, like, I feel like I sound like, oh, an old person, but, like, you know, like, these damn kids, because, <laughs> like... Because, well, huh. but I was, I was in 
like a bakery the other day or something. I was with my mom. I was getting lunch. And like, it's a, one of those order at the counter type of places. And this dude cut me a line with his kid who had a gigantic iPad in his hands. Ugh. And he was like five. And he <gasps> was not watch not watching anything around him, uh, not looking at anything. Mm. Like, no, it man. It was just like, it was so bad because this kid was so out of it, so disengaged. And I was like, what is this kid seeing on a daily basis? Because the dad wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. And, like, Triple T, being from a wealthy, privileged background, with parents with demanding careers who were probably away a lot, being an only child, Mm -hmm. you know, the computer was her only companion. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, you can't have this... It's like putting some, it's like putting a kid in the middle of a crowded shopping mall and be like, babysit my kid. Telling the mall to babysit your child, you mean? Yeah, telling the entire population of the mall, including the employees in the stores, to babysit your child. Absolutely. It is, and you know what the thing is, is that, like, I guess if you objectively look at that scenario, there may be a way in which the child finds their way out of the mall. To be honest, most kids could probably find their way out of the mall and like, you know, find an adult or whatever. Some kids could find an adult and try to find their parents. And some kids can go crazy in the fucking mall and just go to the fucking candy store, stick their dirty hands inside the gummy container and just eat him. And like, and nobody's going to get angry because it's a lost child. And that is literally the correct equivalent when it comes to the internet, because there are some kids who, when exposed to the internet, they'll go to like sesamestreet.com or they'll go to like Google and then they'll type in like um, dress up doll game or whatever. And like, you know, the safe search will already be on because their parents have been responsible. But there may be kids who don't have that as well. I mean, like that was like, that was me and not in a, I'm so much better just because I was a late bloomer. And I also like had, you know, it also depends on how much, how much attention a kid gets. You know, my parents, despite the fact that they both worked, were very attentive. You know, we went on family vacations, like when we could afford them, like there was a lot of emphasis on us as a unit. So I did, and like, even if I was on the computer, you know, like I logged off, like, I don't know, like I... It all depends on how much attention you get, I think. I mean, you know, I think, uh, like, full disclosure, like, I was definitely online, like, quite a bit as a teen, and, like, or, like, a preteen as well. We had a computer in 2001, so, like, I just started using the internet immediately, and I didn't have parental controls on my account because I convinced my mom not to give them to me, and that was a great idea of me because now I'm so fluent in the dark parts of the internet that I never want to go near it again, and it, it kind of changed me and kind of, like... It just, when when I was exposed to that and I saw those dark, nasty parts and I saw how vitriolic the internet could be, it's like, all right. I mean, I've existed on the internet a while ago. I didn't, I don't exist on the internet anymore. And I'm cool with that because of those early days of existing on the internet. Well, yeah. It's really important for me as I sit now to know how bad it can get. But with someone like this, she literally knew how bad it was. And she went, I will be revered. They will celebrate me. And you know what happened instead? A coordinated manhunt. <laughs> like... Yeah. 
because she thought they would worship her and instead there was a great divide because she had breasts and was a piece of shit yeah i think the i think uh people are protective of christine chandler because this is their invested special interest mm-hmm. especially for people with um neurodivergency that you know centers on hyperfixation on things Absolutely. for a lot of people chris chan is a hyperfixation is a special interest absolutely and you know somebody coming in triple t especially and coming in and declaring herself like queen of uh queen of their domain when a lot of them have invested a lot of time effort and money into this yes you know not to bring everything back to capitalism but this is a capitalist issue it really is you know <laughs> like, i you know what i mean chris bet oh, chris would have streams where she would beg for money constantly she would say that it was other people's responsibility for her to pay her mortgage and like listen i'm not here to pass judgment on such an action the thing is is she did it that's it and for some people that is a lot that is it that is the kind of action where they're like I hate it, and I will give you money so I can watch you continue to flounder. Yes, exactly. And um, Triple T coming in, a child of ultimate privilege, coming in, attending a presti- who attended a prestigious university that is very expensive. Yes. Um, Texas Tech is super expensive. It's it's mid tier among the most expensive college tuitions in the country, but it's still fairly pricey. Um. Especially for a technical university. Um, and uh, her coming in, declare, like, and infiltrating this kind of sacred online space for a lot of people in this, like, fucked up, awful way. It, it's cringe, yes. to say the least. To super think that cringe. The super cringe couldn't be me. Um, to think that these people would not descend upon her because they see this person is trying to threaten something I have like integrated as part of myself. People are not going to revere you, sweetie. This is where her youth comes in. And this is where like the whole negative engagement thing comes in, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, any type of attention is good attention. Well, the thing is with, with her specifically, she's conventionally attractive. She has a, she's, she's a small young woman with a large set of breasts and every dude on the internet was like, ah, we must protect our troll queen. And then every other half, other, every other half of the internet was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and it, it was just very, it was a very odd reaction because, I think the large majority of the people on Kiwi Farms, on Reddit, on 4chan, anybody who enjoys Chris, uh, they realize that Chris is the equivalent of when you go into nature to interact with the wildlife, you really do the look but don't touch kind of shit, you know? Yes. Um, and that was the majority of the Christorians, I think. Anybody who has directly interacted with her was kind of just like the poke the bear types. But yes, like... yes, and they always and they always did eventually stop with the, with with regards to encouraging illegal activities. I don't think any troll necessarily. Anytime Chris was arrested, it was because she did something illegal of her own like choice. She went to locations in which she had been banned from and assaulted and harassed employees that had literally no say on anything she was upset about. So like exactly, that's I the think... thing. Yeah, I think I think the reaction, the initial reaction to Triple T was akin to Boxy. 
it was. Mm. But then, yes, kind of, just because of the fascination. Yes. Because Boxy was, Boxy was attractive. Yes. Like, kind of like a zany, per- like, an, like an arresting personality. Yes. But then Boxy, you know, Boxy disappeared to obscurity and later showed up as a voice actor and a relatively normal person. But, um... <sighs> Weird. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. I went. To, I went down that rabbit hole. The other that was day. a real. Um, that's a real interesting rabbit hole to go down. And I, I've been. I've also looked down that one, guys. We can do a whole series on this. Let us know if yes, you like that. But, <laughs> but once people discovered that Triple T was not just some like pretty girl who had large boobs and had fulfilled the kind of hot nerdy thing, but was actually a raging psychopath, they were like, oh, this isn't fun anymore, and shut it down immediately. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, at the end of the day, she has also been accused of, and this is all alleged because obviously we're not here to incur the wrath of the fucking legal system, but the Mm -hmm. point is, is that allegedly she has done a lot of illegal shit, not limited to assault, harassment, um, bullying, uh, encouraging one uh, to kill themselves, uh, what else, um, animal abuse, uh, killing animals. All of these things are alleged, but it's a big, long fucking list of horrible shit from a horrible person. And I think it's important, like, when, this is important with the comparison of, like, when people say, uh, I think a lot of this goes back to, like, the serial killer, idea, serial killer ideology when they come from a broken home. And then you go, well, I did as well, and I don't have that excuse or whatever. Like, I also was on the internet at a young age, and I know that it was easy enough to, to look at something and go, this is not something I want to continue to look at, you know? Exactly, yeah. And, like, I was on the internet, like, enough as a young person to, like, pick up on the lingo and, you know, say the the kind of fucked up jokes, like the rules of the internet, like, all that stuff. Like, I knew enough about it through both osmosis and, like, briefly lurking those spaces. But, like, you know, the thing about Triple T is that a lot of her humor is, A, very dated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very mid-aughts. Oh, like, yes. We all, like, a lot of us, a lot of us collectively, even, uh, God, for my sins, I popped onto 4chan the other day. I was like, how's everybody doing? Not much better. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. um, people seem to have moved on a little bit from the vitriol because the, the, ba- the user base of 4chan is aging. And, like, a lot of them mm-hmm. are... You know, like, some of them are getting jobs, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's a different, it's a different demo, it's a slightly different demographic than was online. Yes. Back when we were teenagers and interacting more with 4chan. Oh. But. A hundred percent. Triple T has not moved past that. Mm-mm. Her humor, her humor and her lingo and her everything is in, is very, very dated and, like, very out of touch and it's immature because I know that I god I think back to my MySpace days when I would just post like really terrible stuff because I thought I was being edgy and funny and I wasn't it was really just like awful like and I'm not that person anymore but I swiftly moved on from that Exactly. Like, basically, I mean, the se- this second I entered college and interacted with like anybody other than my close set of friends, I like learned immediately. 
I think you it's know? important to know that you can change. Change is, is things that you can... Anybody is capable of changing. It's kind of crazy. We all have the capacity in which to do so. It's just a conscious choice to make a change. And uh, with her, this was her comfort. She enjoyed the darkness, the ooziness of the nasty parts of the internet. And they are nasty. They are hateful. They are just so bad because these jokes, like it's okay to acknowledge that the things you found funny, you found funny. Like it doesn't mean that you didn't find them funny back then. It just means that you go, I found out more information. I decided they're not funny anymore. doesn't mean that they exactly. weren't funny back then. And I don't take back the laughter I did. It was just like, okay, I've changed as a person and I've become more well-informed. Like exactly. you don't have to be regretful of the, of the way you acted with the information you had at the time. Exactly. It's, That's exactly how I feel about it. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Going forward with new information, you change, you grow, you get better. And that's what's important is to believe that anyone is capable of change, even people like Chris Chan. And she, at the end of the day, was not. She was not capable of change. She decided to hang around people who enabled her fanatical lifestyle, people who were purely trolls. They were not people who gave a shit about her as a human. And it was a conscious choice because they fed into her uh, narcissistic want for attention. And this girl is one of them as well. And she got yeah. off on it because she got to know that hopefully at the end of the day, she was going to fuck up Chris's life so much that she would become famous. And instead, here's what happens. You're down in the mud with them, sweetie. That's it. That's It's all you and a bunch of... It's just... And that's the thing is that these people, it, the rhetoric online should never be about invalidating anybody's identity or who speaks for what community. It's about like, these people are all so severely fucked up in so many different ways. And I agree that Chris, she's she's just a cringy human. She does shit that, that I truly like messaging the voice actresses from My Little Pony and tweeting at them every day over and over, responding to every tweet they send, paying for their Patreon when you should be paying for your fucking mortgage. Like, and they know that. Like, that's all just like, I can't excuse that behavior and I'm not going to. I'm not going to excuse any behavior of anybody here. It's just like, online, there's, there's no part where it's like, we should do X, Y, Z in order to make this situation clearer to understand. Here's the clearness of this situation. It's a specific situation and it doesn't apply to anybody outside of the people in this situation. Life is not a storybook in which we can apply larger life lessons to certain instances. I, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like this kind of brings us back to like, no group is a monolith and Absolutely. no, um, and also I think what Triple T like, I cannot possibly know what she's thinking. And frankly, I don't want to. I don't want to spend a goddamn second in nope. that girl's mind. Yep. Uh, it's probably a horrible place. Probably. In the, in the end, she has more similarities with Chris Chan than she could probably care to admit. Oh, a million percent. And I think they a lot of people... They are two sides of the same coin. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people who feel the need to create this big, long narrative about, like, why Chris is a danger or why trans people are, or, you know, why we shouldn't. And it becomes this, it, the narrative kind of stretches and thins and dilutes itself when it comes down to that. I just think that this case is something that is 
a, truly a case of something that is a crime, a crime occurred. Somebody also is maybe possibly influencing in the crime, but regardless, the crime happened and was not reported to the police until it was beneficial for said person. So everyone's doing something illegal here and nobody has to answer. And I think that's what I want, like the narrative to switch to instead of these news stations and Fox News trying to act like this is a trans issue, instead argue about maybe the case for the terminality online, Chris and the Triple T, they both terminally existed online. And look at them. You're right. There are two sides of the same coin. They found each other. And now we have this big pile of mess where these people are, you know, reaping the consequences that they sow. Oh, yeah. This is not a trans issue. This is not a trans issue. This is not a lesbian issue. This is an internet security issue. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is an online culture issue. This is a deeply societal issue and, and I, social I, structure issue. I actually wanted to transition because we're almost at the end of the episode. Hillary yeah. and I are working towards an uh, a series on YouTube fandoms, fandoms within the YouTube community, and uh, something similar to. Uh, Christian and Triple T is that fandoms on YouTube are people. They are not actors playing characters on screen. They are people who profit and monetize their life and their experience online. And I think it is important that we start with Christian, the most well-documented person on the internet. And from here on out, we're going to stretch into lots of different people on the YouTube sphere, on Instagram, on Twitter, any big, large personality who has had a large following and a large fandom, large groups within that community, because we're now in a time where anonymity, parts of your past being unknown, unless you didn't post online, people are going to find out about you and know about you, and they become your fan. And I think it's important to th- like to talk about the fact that you can enjoy someone's podcast or you can enjoy someone's vlogs without feeling the need to obsess over that person and and we'll talk more about parasocial relationships as we continue through this youtube series yeah i think that um i think the next phase uh, the next phase of this podcast is going to be talking about like content versus creator because i think that's like what the landscape of entertainment and media is heading toward absolutely i really think those lines are being blurred um and, you know, in a fucked up way, Chris Chan started off as an entertainer. Absolutely. Sonic Son- Chu, as a creator. Absolutely. was admittedly mediocre content, childishly drawn, yes, but she was a content creator first. And, and she posted became... on YouTube. Yes. And people became focused on her as a person and not on her work. Exactly. Her her fandom for her as a person has like eclipsed completely the Sonic. Like I didn't know about Sonic Chu. And it I really knew about Christian. <laughs> and I can tell you, as somebody who knows about both, Sonichu, the only thing Sonichu is is a therapy exercise for Chris in order to play out the wildest fantasies within her head. And whatever, hey, if that's how you work out your shit, cool. The difference is, is that, you know, some of the shit she's drawn has been like super duper offensive or super duper racist or what have you. And that's why people love to watch her fail. And I'm just giving you guys a heads up. 
Uh, if there's anybody you'd like to check out, you'd like us to check out, please let us know. We'll talk about things like uh, BreadTube or LeftTube. We'll be talking about, you know, beauty community and content creators within the beauty community. Big podcasts. Um, I won't be talking about it. I will not be talking about a single Paul Brothers, so don't message me about that shit. I'm not doing we're it. At, we're, we're not touching the Paul Brothers. No, 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 no. no, no. You wanna, you wanna, yeah, no. If you want to watch Paul Brothers, you can watch D'Angelo Wallace's two-hour series on them because I'm not touching that. But I will absolutely talk about D'Angelo Wallace, guys, if you'd like us to. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're definitely going to – and those episodes will not all be, like, just like this one, you know. They will all be multifaceted. There is no such thing as full praise or full negativity about something. Absolutely. Know? And that's the thesis of this podcast, really. Absolutely. It's just that every kind of fandom has some kind of shit aspect to it. And don't worry, it's not just going to be solely YouTube. We'll, we will sprinkle in season two of Beastars has come out. Me and Hillary are planning on watching it. And then I will give you such fresh, raw reactions. I'm going to watch it and then immediately record the podcast. All right, guys, it's going to be great. We're going to have fun. It's going to, I'm going to bring some snacks. Do you guys like chips? Okay. You'll tell me later. It's, it's gonna like have have fun ragging on us being furries. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. Um, we'll probably do an episode on like you know Suicide Squad because that's just a fun one, and I'll you know Hillary's gonna watch it because I'm gonna get it for her because illegally. Yeah. I mean, did I say illegally or legally? What? Huh? But <laughs> I think, but I think the sort of thesis of this episode to sort of tie everything together before we say goodbye for now is the internet is. Really, Come. really great. It's the what? Four point. No, the um, it's the wild, wild, wild west. Yeah, it is. A la the Will Smith movie. There are aliens. No, um, <laughs> it really is. It really is like uncharted domain at this point. It is still so young. It is. It is. It, it, the fact that it has evolved as much as it has in the last less than thirty years is frankly terrifying. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think it's important that. If you need a break, if you need the sign to come out of the ether and tell you to take a break because the internet's been getting to you a bit too much, this is this that is sign. sign. This is this the is sign. sign. Once this episode's done, you got like a few more seconds, just t turn this off, chill out, maybe like watch like a Bob Ross, you know, like painting video or like, you know, just like go for a walk or like sit outside. Just do it. Like have fun. Enjoy that. And it's get away little, from the internet yeah. for a moment. It's a little safer to, like, go places and do things now. Like, a little bit safer at the very least. So if you have a chance to, like, go away for a day or two, take a day trip somewhere. Like, I went on I went on a retreat a few weeks ago, and we had very patchy internet service and basically no phone service. And I, so I was basically offline for almost a week. And it was amazing. Oh. It was wonderful. Oh, I, I, it was I, yeah. the best. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's great. It's great to take breaks from your phone. It really is, guys. So if you need that sign, this is that sign. Take a break. Enjoy the rest of your day. Breathe a little bit easier. Make sure you're vaccinated and make sure you still wear a mask just to protect those that are immunocompromised and those that cannot get vaccinated that are children. Yeah, just stay safe. And just like one last word. If you find yourself becoming a little too absorbed in something, for example, it could be very easy to go down a hole like the Christery, which is still yes. an incredible term. It really is, right? Um, 
like crystery. It can be very easy to go down these rabbit holes. Take yeah. a breath and take a step back and just breathe because Absolutely. it's not worth upsetting yourself about no. that much. This These, person has nothing to do with you and does not represent you in any way. Absolutely. It is important to understand that what is on the internet is not a reflection, nor is it a response to your existence. Your existence is completely separate from whatever you're reading or seeing on the internet. It is being curated so that it'll attack or like please you depending on what things you're searching for. So don't worry. Take that breath. Take that moment. And understand that this is a big bubble of shit and we're all in it together. <laughs> it's it's so much, but we've got you if you've got us. All right, take it easy. Bye, guys. Bye.